Hi, welcome to Praise FM. Thank you so much for joining our service today. We are super excited to have you here with us. God bless you as you listen. Amen.
Father, we thank you this moment. We glorify your name, we worship you. Father, you have ordained this moment that you speak to your people. I pray, O Lord, descend in your might, circumcise the hearts of your people, that they may receive the word, and let this word impact in them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, because I know you do it. Take all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Your amen is begging for an answer. Please let your amen have the bites that we want. Your amen will affect things to happen positively for your favor. When I say conclude with amen and you do it anyhow, anyhow, it will not work for you. Let your amen have a bite so that you will achieve what you came here for. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Sit down. Brother, I thank God today that he has given me the opportunity to be here. Honestly, if you hear my voice, you know that it's not very okay. I don't know if you have a, a better microphone than this one. I would like to use it. Do we have one better than this that will be more audible? No. Okay, please listen to me. I believe you hear what I was going to say. My voice is not good enough. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Oh, somebody is not in the house. I say hallelujah. You have to motivate me. Push me. I need your push. I need your push. You see, I'm so dull. If you push me, I will rise. That does not mean that I am push and start to. But I want the house to be vibrating. I want a dynamic house. I want to talk to people that appreciate God, that know the value of their coming here. So if you are here to worship God, shout hallelujah. If you know that God is going to transform your life today, give me a big amen. amen. God bless you. Can you rise up? Can you rise up? You see, as you are rising up, the chairs are clapping for you. Hallelujah. Please walk to at least seven persons. And tell that person that today God will transform your life. The Lord bless you all in Jesus' name. I am assured that as, as I continue to talk, my voice will be, will be going clearer and clearer and clearer. That is the assurance I've gotten now. So I know by the time I go far, you will hear me well. Brethren, today it has pleased God to bring me here. And despite everything that wanted to stand as a barrier, I am here. 
because it was ordained that I should be here. I was trying to tell the coordinator that on Thursday, I had ministration in my church on Friday. But on Thursday, I could not open my mouth to talk. You could not hear me. I was talking like a lady. Very silent. My throat was almost blocked. But, you know, within me, I said, how do I go and stand before my congregation on Friday? But the God we worship is a miraculous God. Please sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sorry, sit down. So, by the time I woke up Friday morning, I could talk. Are you hearing me? I could talk. I was so happy. Because I thought of that Friday and I thought about today. I wanted to take some medication. I said, no, this thing might come the more. Let me just remain natural. So God gave me that strength. I went to church, delivered what he helped me for, and I gave him the glory. This morning I'm here. I don't intend to waste too much of time. But I want you to listen. Even though I have so many things to say. I have so many things to say. But I will not waste your time. Today is 19th of uh, January 2001. Year 2020. I want to believe that you've been hearing about year 2020 since you were born. This, was, this has been a magic year. And of the truth, every 2,000 years, something was changed. Something different, very significant. There must be a change. So, right from the 70s, we've been hearing about every good thing was programmed for year 2020. And those programming shall be a portion in Jesus' name. Those ill-locked that was accompanying you, those things that were denying your rights, those things that were making you a second-class citizen, those things that blocked your way, year 2020, God has removed them. And you attain your destiny in the name of Jesus Christ. 19th of January, I tried to look at what happened on 19th of January. So many things happened. Well, what interests me is one particular lady of songs that I so like. They call her Dolly Parton. Today is her birthday. Hallelujah. Now, January, I think I've told us before here, initially was not the first month of the year. The month of the year ended in, we had 10 months, and it started from March. March was the new year. But we started celebrating January as the new year in, year, in 2000 BC, and in a town that is called Mesopotamia, now Iraq. That was where the first New Year celebration took place. And now, when Numan Pontilus 
became the governor general of Rome. He changed, he created, uh, what do you call it, January. January and February and added to the other 10 months and it became what? 12 months. So initially, the year started in March, April, May, March was the first month of the year. So that if you look at the data today, you see that the month we call September is seven in French. Are we together? September means what? Seven. October is what? Eight. Nov is what? Nine. Those of us that studied French in school will agree with me. December, you said decimal point. December is what? Ten. So Numan Pontilus added January and February to make it a complete 12 calendar months in the Georgian calendar. So now we are celebrating January as the first year of first month of the year. And that name, January, was called from Janus, which means the God of Gateway or the God of the Beginning. Hallelujah. I'd like to give us something to remember before going into. So, today, we are here celebrating January in a grand style. And I want to know that, I want to believe that God, who has programmed this year for your favor, will actually make it to come to manifestation in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's go to the Bible now. John chapter number 14. I will commence reading from verse. We have a lot to read though. Let your hearts, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not two, I would have told you. I go to prepare a house. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you into myself, unto myself, that where I am, there he also may be. And whether I go, he know, and the way, he know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto, my, unto the Father but by me. If he had, okay, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. I said we should stop at verse 6. That story is a familiar story that you know very well. But I don't know the dimension of your knowledge of that story. I don't even know how you understand that story. 
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In the beginning of the year like this, I like giving people what will be a key to your achieving your desired goals. I was given a note that uh, the team that you are taking on is Total Revival. Total Revival. How can you achieve Total Revival? What is Revival? Revival is taking you to your original state. You were vibrant before. Maybe something happened and you fell. You are revived. You are brought to your original position. Now, you may have been going, walking, achieving things, but not all that you wanted to achieve. Now, the team came that you are going to have a total revival. That was what you fasted for. And fasting is something that is so important. Fasting is a key that links you to the supernatural. What cannot be done by human effort? When you fast and pray, they have complementary roles. You have to fast and do what? Pray. God will open the heavens and reveal unto you. Number one, he will reveal unto you the way that you will follow to achieve what you want. And I want to believe that the team that you took, God in his mercy, who gave that team, will grant you all total revival in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, that conversation took place the last night of crucifixion. I think it was during their supper when they were taking the crucifixion meal. Jesus gave his disciples a lot of, told them a lot of things. And he told them, he revealed to them there that very soon, now it happened, before this time he had washed the disciples' feet. We read from chapter 13. He said that he washed his disciples' feet. And then in 14, he revealed unto them, he told them, even in 13, that very soon he's going to be betrayed by Judas Iscariot. He also told them that very soon Peter the Rock will deny him how many times? Three times. The one that was shocking to them was that Jesus told them that I am going, but none of you will go with me. They began to contemplate, where is this man going that he doesn't want us to come? Where is he going that he does not want us to know? You see, that, that statement is a statement that addresses us as human beings. Naturally, when you want to embark on the journey, Say so you want to go to Lagos. You look at the possible safest and fastest means that you will take, considering your 
pocket. So Thomas, the inquisitive person, wanted to know. They wanted to be sure. Where is this man going? How is he going? Why can't we go with him? He wanted to know their faith towards this kingdom assignment. Jesus told them in that passion portion that the way he is going is only known to him. So they asked, how can we know the way? Show us the way. We want to know that way. We are going to achieve total revival. Psalms 92 verse 13 to 15 talks about the promise of God towards his children. What he's going to do for you as a child of God who believes in him. Whenever you do something for God, don't expect less. Look at it at the optimum because he's going to raise you beyond your equals. Why? Because you are serving him. Which way are you serving God? Which way are you going? There are so many ways. The Bible summarizes it into two. The way that leads to eternal glory and the other way that leads to destruction and damnation. Which way are you going? Thomas and the disciples wanted to know. Now, Jesus revealed himself in sevenfold ways. Let me believe you have your jota. And let me also believe that you have your Bibles. Do we have Bibles in this house? Do we have Bibles in this house? Because I've, I've not seen so many people with Bible. We are going to read a lot of portions. That's why I'm asking. Jesus reveals himself in sevenfold ways. Number one, he said, I am. He said what? What is happening? Jesus said, I If you look at the Bible, I am is, appears 58 times in John Gospel alone. I am. 58 times in John Gospel alone. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I want to break it step by step. I am. Then we enter the way. Then you enter truth and then life. I am. I am that I am. There is no other God than him. If you read John chapter number 4 verse 26 Can somebody read that? John 4, 26. I said, the word appears 58 times, but I'm not going to, we are not going to read all of that. Let us read just two. 
you have it in if you want to write you have it in John 4 verse 26 John 5 verse 43 John 6 verse 35 John 15 verse 105 John 16 verse 28 John 32 sorry 15 28 to 32 John 17 verse 10 to 13 and the Lord but I want us to read John 4 verse 26 to see what Jesus said he is are we there hallelujah hallelujah what is happening what is happening <laughs> all this are not the same I am he that's the exact words of Jesus Christ another person 6 verse 35 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He that believes in me shall never. Now let's look at the way. As he tells his disciples that he is the way. The way has multiple meanings. But I want us to I want to zero it to the point that Jesus was telling his disciples that except you pass through me. Except all of your doings come through me, you cannot see. You cannot see success. In that portion, he said, Except you cannot see my father except through me. He was trying to tell us that the only medium for you to see Jehovah God is through himself. And that you can do nothing except through him. He is the way. He is the way. Now let's see the sevenfold ways that he said he is. Number one, Jesus is the only way to God. The only way to God. Bible talks about the narrow gates. If you go to the narrow gates, you can struggle through the narrow gates. It will lead you to heaven. But if you go to the wide one that is full of fancy and all those things, that one will lead you to hell. So Jesus is the way. If you read Mark 7 verse 14, you see it. Mark 7 verse 14. Another person will read John chapter number 10 verse 1. Are we there? I thought I had Bible students in the house. One person cannot be doing all the reading. That's right. Let's take a practical example. These are those that have been provided for entrance into this house. 
Now, if you have to go through the ceiling or you broke the wall to enter, it means it is an illegal entry. And so you are a thief. So Jesus is putting in place himself in a place to tell you that except you pass through him. Except you pass through him. So Jesus is the way. Now, he's the way of escape. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Is the way of escape. This wall is full of problems, turbulence. You may even walk like this, you don't look for trouble, but people are looking for your trouble. It's full of temptations, it's full of devilish attacks. And so God is telling us that He is the root of escape. Did I give you the portion? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. He even promised that He will not allow temptations that surpasses you to come to you. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond your level of accommodation. So He makes provision for you at all times so that when this thing comes as if it's going to fall on you he provides a route for escape so Jesus is a route of our escape that is number two number three Jesus is the way to holiness he's the way to holiness he, dis- he, 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 he places you and directs you in a nature that is Jehovah God will take you. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 20 and 5 verse 9. Number 4. Sorry, number 4. The way of truth. Jesus is the way of truth. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 2. Can we read that portion please? Second Peter chapter 2 verse 2 the way of truth Okay <laughs> There are so many ways people go into some go into slandering some go into abominable things that are not in line with God's text so, Jesus is the only way. If you take the way of Jesus, you cannot, for instance, you cannot be a child of God and be involved in occultic uh, programs. You cannot be a child of God and then you begin to put yourself in abominable things. If you say you are a child of God, looking up to Jesus, you remain holy. He said, you must be holy because I am what? Holy. So Jesus is the way to holiness. Number four. Jesus is the new and living way. He's a new and living way. Hebrews chapter number 10, verse 20. Number 
Number six. Jesus is the right way. Second, First Peter chapter 5. Jesus is the right way. Every other way. That's why we had that song. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust my sweetest frame, but only lean on Jesus' name, on Christ the solid rock I stand. other road, every other way you want to take on is rubbish. If you want to achieve total revival in the year 2020, if you want God's face to shine upon you in the year 2020, if you want your enemies to go back in shame in the year 2020, then Jesus is the way. The only way. The only way to perfection the only way to liberation, the only way that can restore you to your original post, even surpass Jesus is the way. However, Jesus makes it clear that it is not easy for you to really identify this way. It is not easy. You cannot know the way on your own. So you have to depend on Christ. Let your faith anchor on him that he will surely make a way. Let your faith anchor on him. Is there anything that is troubling you? Is there any mountain that you cannot surpass? Forget about it. Look up to Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. God will make a way. Where there seems to be no You cannot turn He will make a way me He will be my guide Holds me closely to His side With love and strength for each new day, he will make a way. He will make a way. In John Gospel chapter number 10, verse 10, the Bible says, The thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, to steal, and to do what? To destroy. But I have come. Hallelujah. To give you life and more abundantly. Jesus is the way. Let your spirit, let your soul anchor on him. And success will be unlimited to you in Jesus' name. Let's go see 
the next the truth Jesus used this word 24 times in John gospel alone and five times in other gospels John 8 verse 38 talks about him being the truth Jesus is the teacher and the source of all truth Matthew 22 verse 16 Mark 12 verse 14 please read uh, write them down where you go you read I cannot stand for too long John 1 verse 14 now what is the truth and how can we know the truth after Jesus had been arrested he was summoned before Pontius Pilate and accusations were levied on him Number one was that he has stirred people to revolt against the government. They accused him of blasphemy. They even said that he said he's a king. So when Pontius Pilate was interviewing Jesus, he was thrilled by the way Jesus answered the question. And so he had nothing to put on Jesus as blame. Jesus told him that his kingdom is not of the world. Hallelujah. If I say I'm a king, and then the real king comes and begins to question, I tell him that my kingdom is not of your dominion. Does that not answer the question? Jesus ran. Jesus' kingship has nothing to do with that of the world. He's the king of kings and the lord of lords. But his kingship, the, you cannot put two things together. You are either of God or you are of Satan. So Jesus, uh, Pilate could not accuse him of anything. So he decided to set him free. Why? He saw nothing. The only thing they accused him was the act of law. That is, he has talk, spoken against the law of the land. And you know, you know what happened? If you read that place very well, down you see when they held Paul, when they held Paul, apostle, and they wanted to kill him, the, the people were too, the Jews and the Pharisees. And so, Paul belongs to, to where? It's to Pharisees. And the Jews were there. And then when he heard them talking, he heard the Pharisees were talking, and he heard the Jews were talking. And so when they wanted to sentence him, he said, I am also a Pharisee. By that time, the house that reached a con consensus started splitting. I don't want you to kill my person. 
This one said, no, you cannot kill my person. There were rumbles. And that alone set Paul Apostle free before Conscious Pilate. Hallelujah. So, Jesus gave them the truth, the true question. The true answer to the question that uh, Pilate asked that his kingship is not of this world. Let's go to the life. I am the life. This word appears 43 times in John Gospel and 38 times in other Gospels of the Bible. Remember, we have four Gospels in the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So, the life, life appears 43 times. Jesus is drawing our attention to the fact that if we want to be sustained in this world, if we want our life to continue, we must cleave to him. We must look upon him. We must do all things to recognize his existence. And those that do that never suffer any degradation. God is always with them that identify. All I'm trying to say is that Jesus has the key that opens all doors. If you want to assess something, if you don't use the right key, you cannot assess. You want to enter this house now. If you don't use the right key, can you open it? You cannot. So Jesus is the right key, is the key for us Christians that helps us to open every door. Every door. Every door. And if you have him as your Lord and Savior, every door that has been closed against you will open in the name of Jesus. I want to take us to, please, don't do as you, let's read. Somebody should read Acts of the Apostle. Sorry, before that, let's read John 16, verse 33. John 16, verse 33. Yes. But of you shall have tribulation, but be of good church, for I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's like I didn't even tell you the topic of our discourse. Did I? All right. Let me mention it. I was carried away. I am I'm not balanced. Just accept me that way. Jesus. Are you writing? Is the truth and the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Therefore, is a long one. Therefore, be of good cheer. For in year 2020, your challenges and sorrows will be over. 
When they say over, it means aguere. Eh? It's all, that's all. All, all your challenges and sorrows will be over. It will be over. That is when I should have asked that my brother to read that portion again. Please. John 16:33. That in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good church, for I have overcome the world. There is no how you mingle in the world that you won't have problems. Even two very good friends sitting, there must be problem. No matter how friendly. Even two sisters, two brothers, there's always a struggle, a struggle in the house. Then talk less of somebody that is outside. Satan is there fighting, looking for who to take, to add to himself. So there's turbulence, there's problems, this, there's a lot of discord in the public. It's only Jesus that can give you the comfort. It's only Jesus that can make every storms in your life to become calm. Be of good cheer. Don't fear. Don't fear at all. Know that God is there for you. If you have him, every other thing else is number two. Jesus is number one. Let's read Acts of the Apostle 23 verse 11 to 35. Please, it is long. That portion is long. And I don't want just one person to read. I need somebody from all the departments here seated to read from verse 11. I want to start with this line, extreme line. Acts 23 verse from verse 11. Read on. I want to show us that so that you know that it is only God, it is only Jesus that can do all things for you. Please, anybody that has the living translation, I like what comes from there. Are we there? First line there. Paul and said, Take courage, as you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. So, the next morning, the Jews formed a conspiracy and bound themselves with an oath not to eat or drink until they had killed Paul. Hallelujah. Just hold it, hold it, read and hold. This is one person that had God in confidence. All his life was about God. He trusted God for everything. He never wanted, he never deviated from God. He took God as number one in his life. Don't remember, don't forget, this same Paul was the one that stood to fight against the Christians. But at this point in time, the Spirit of God held Paul. And he became number one for God. Now, 
because of what he was preaching, because of what he was doing, the evangelical work he was doing, the kingdom ministry that he was attached to, doing good things, preaching the kingdom of God, and establishing that in people's mind, they were annoyed. They gossiped, they ganged up together. They even go by oath, say, come what may, we must make sure we'll kill this person. How can you say, I will not eat or drink until I kill somebody that you do not create? That is what they did. Now, let's read on. The next person, line two. Next morning, some Jews met together and made plans. They took a vow that they would not eat or drink anything until they had killed Paul. Go ahead, 13. There were more than 40 who planned this together. Then they went to the chief priest and the elders and said, We have taken a solemn vow together not to eat a thing until we had killed Paul. Now then, you and the council send word to the Roman commander to bring Paul down to you, pretending that you want to get more accurate information about him. But we will be ready to kill him before he ever gets there. Hold it. Every evil plan against your life, every evil arrangement to destroy your life prematurely, no matter what they swear to, God will return it to them in the name of Jesus. Every barbaric plan that they want to take your life. They will, that, that, that plan will backfire unto them in the name of Jesus. I will not eat. I will not drink until you kill. What has he done? God is there standing to fight your battle. I say God is standing to fight your battles. Read on. 15. 16. Okay, 16. But the son of Paul's sister heard about the plot. So he went to the fort and told Paul, then Paul called one of the officers and said to him, Take this young man to the commander. He has something to tell him. The officer took him, led him to the commander, and said, The prisoner Paul called me and asked me to bring this young man to you. Okay, hold it. When they made this conspiracy, they never knew that somebody, God has positioned an angel to hear and make a way for Paul's escape. That little child had to take the message to Paul. This is what the elders have plotted. They arranged that they should give the commander a letter to release Paul to come back and face challenges. Those were tricky things. I don't know what they are tricking in your life. I don't know what people are manipulating in your life. Because not all that glitters is gold. They will have a face of a human being, but the heart is what? Black. They will trap you. They entice you to come. Come and do this. They have enticing words to give you, but the end product, their end desire is to what? Destroy you. I pray this morning that every evil arrangement to take your life be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. So this lady took the message to Paul. Paul said, okay. He took one of the persons, take him to the commander that he has the message to say. When they went to the commander, 
The commander asks, what happens? He narrated the story. The commander asks, I hope you have not told any other person about it. He said, yes. So keep it to yourself. Read on. Now read. No, read. The commander took him by... Read 21. 21. 21. But don't listen to the formation. They, sorry. But don't listen to them. Because there are more than 40 men who will be, who will be hiding and waiting for him. They have taken a vow not to eat, drink until they are killed him. They are now ready to do it and are waiting for your decision. That because is the letter Paul wrote and sealed, giving his, one of his persons to go give the, the commander. Yes, 23. The commander said... 23, 23, okay. 22. 23, read 23. Then the commander called two of his officers and said, Get 200 soldiers ready to go to Kassera, together with 70 horsemen and 200 spearmen, and be ready to leave by 9 o'clock tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. The conspirators were how many? How many were there? 40. There were 40. But now, I want to say triple the number. Triple the number. Going back to attack. The Bible tells me that they will come to you in one way. That your enemy. He's been doing it all over the past years. But now that you've come to a year of vision, a year of testimony, a year of manifestation, a year of unending glory. When they try it again, God will visit them with the battalion of soldiers. Provide some horses for Paul to ride and get him safely through the governor Felix. Then the commander wrote a letter that went like this. Claudius Lacia to his excellency, the governor Felix, greeting. The Jews seized this man and we are about to kill him. I learned that he was a Roman citizen, so I went with my soldiers and rescued him. I wanted to know that I wanted to know what they were accusing him of, so I took him down to their council. I find out that he had not done anything for which he deserved to die. Or be put in prison. The accusation against him had to do with questions about their own law. And when I was informed that there were that there was a plot against him, at once I decided to send him to you. I have told his accuser to make their charge charges against him before you. 31. The soldiers carried out their orders. They got Paul and took him that night and took him that night as far as Antipatris. The next day, the food so the next day the food soldier returned to the fort and left the horsemen to go with to go on with him. 33. They took him to Carcera, delivered a letter to governor, and handed Paul over to him. 34. The governor read the letter and asked Paul what pro province he was from. 
When he found out that he was from Sicilia, Cilicia, he said, I will hear you when you, your accuser arrives. Then he gave orders to the governor to be kept under guard in the governor's headquarters. Hallelujah. This common man that was accused strongly was, was escorted with a battalion of soldiers by the two sides of him. They escorted him to go and face the accusation. Already his case has been settled. I want to tell you, no matter what had happened to you, that family person that has said he has settled your case, God only has the final answer. Whatever they have done, this year of reversal, God will reverse it to your favor in Jesus' name. It does not matter who they are. It does not matter their height. It doesn't matter how related you are to him. But what I'm telling you is that in year 2020, God has given us a leeway, a way to leap into success, a way to jump into manifestations, a triumphant way. The way Paul, God delivered Paul from the hands of those wicked persons, God must surely deliver you in the name of Jesus Christ. Irrespective of whatever they do, be confident that the God that sustains those that have faith in him will always sustain you in the name of Jesus. Remember that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one commit to him, to the Father, except through him. So that whatever you want to get from the Father, which is in heaven, pass it through Jesus. And the Jesus who believe will always make a way for you in the name of Jesus Christ. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He walks in a way. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Holds me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day.